Hey, this is Eddie Olchek. You're listening to Empty Betters with Nick, Mac, and Harrison. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 121 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Scholes, and I toss it across the screen to my co-host, Nick Manello. What is going on, my friend? What's up, boys? How are we doing? We're doing well. Energy's good. Got some good vibes going. Good Tuesday uh, evening recording with an interview following, so can't complain. Nothing like a freezing cold Tuesday to follow up a weekend of 75 and sunny here in Maryland. Absolutely brutal. Some brutal, brutal winds outside, too. My car nearly flipped over on the way home from work. But I don't think that guy has his problem up near him. Our buddy Mac Vogel up in Wisco, where we will be this weekend. Super excited. How you doing? What's up, fellas? I'm doing good. I, uh, I actually had some crazy wind. I went to the Brewers home opener this past Thursday, and there was like wind advisories. They uh, The team even announced like, hey, don't set up tents for your tailgates and like be careful with like smaller grills blowing away and such because it was like i'm talking like 30 mile per hour winds and shit like that so yeah it was a little brutal but that's what they got the dome for so the tailgate was a little tough but once you're inside you're good just lay down on your side it's fine (laughs) speaking of opening day i've been to two two o's games already and we're like one week into the season i think that's a new record for me yeah and you don't need to go to another one for the rest of the year (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's probably dude i had, i couldn't tell you what happened to neither of them i just it's just the way it goes <laughs> center field back, baby i was at the center field bar at camden on saturday that was the game where uh we played the yanks and uh we got the walk off um run walk. they yeah. walk yeah sorry run walk my brain's in mush um we left in like the ninth inning we were all just like we're not staying for this <laughs> and i was like this is so weird feeling i feel like i need to watch this would you ever leave a tied ball game, Mac? Uh, I would not. I hate leaving game. I used to get real mad when like my mom would take me to like a Caps game on a school night or something, and she'd be like, "Okay, but I have work, so if it goes late, we're leaving." Like, I, oh I yeah, hate that shit. You're like, mom, hockey does not adhere to your work schedule. Even if it was a blowout, I I always hated leaving early. Now, if I go to a ball game, like especially a Brewer game, if I'm if I'm tailgating for three hours prior, if it's the seventh or eighth inning and it's a blowout, I'll do. But what do you mean if tailgating prayer? I don't think that. <laughs> no, I'm, well, yeah, that's yeah, fair. exactly. Look, where, look, look at where you live and look at like, you know, what you guys like to do. I mean, one true, plus true. one is two. So real talk. What's the weather look like this weekend? What am I packing? It's apparently besides supposed to 12, rain. 12 hockey jerseys. Besides it's, that, it's apparently supposed to rain like the entire fucking time. Cool. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. All right. Yeah. yeah. Wait, Next wait, episode. Wait. Bars have roofs, right? uh Lovely. most of them <laughs> yeah we're good blue back kitchen but yeah is. it's probably gonna be like 40 degrees and like rainy oh okay. my god all right well you know what i guess i shouldn't be surprised yeah in case you haven't caught on next recording that goes up uh the next episode will be a live one so that should be a lot of fun um all right let's get to it here but before we do just a couple house cleaning things spring merch drop will be up on the store hopefully we believe by the end of april that's the goal we're going to have a store cleanup. Go snag your shit now while you still can. It's going to be gone in the next two weeks. Um, and we are still in the top 10 in Sharp Rink as of right now for NHL leaderboards. So that's always nice. It's been a little, I wouldn't say rocky lately. It's just like you win two, you lose one. 
it's so it's the weird point in the season man like you know it's just like from trade deadline to the end of the season it's just so weird you really have to playoff betting gets so interesting like i'm i'm especially excited to use sharp rank for the playoffs because i I have a few ideas of how i might be able to climb up in the leaderboards a bit with that so yeah absolutely and per usual this episode is brought to you by brackish life if you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors then brackish life is perfect for you They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh Brackish Life. Brackish Life has also teamed up with Rink to Reef Chesapeake Bay to preserve the area many of us call home. Rink to Reef repurposes broken hockey sticks into oyster restoration habitats. Brackish donates a portion of their proceeds to Rink to Reef to further preserve the beautiful Chesapeake Bay area. Support this great cause by checking out www.brackish.life today. I actually shared that video of the Capitals with Rink to Reef um, and the sticks with the oyster habitats at uh, Kettler. Shared that on my Facebook. If you haven't seen it, you can go find it. Um, always happy to you know support a good brand that's trying to do good in the environment. All righty. Uh, question of the day. Mac, hit us. All right. So being that we're uh, going to have you guys out here in Milwaukee just a few days from now, I, I know Harrison, you've been here once. Nick, am I correct? You've never been in Milwaukee, right? I have not. Okay. So I just want to ask broadly, tell me what you know about Milwaukee. Like what comes to mind? I kind of want to know what, what things like jump out to you or if anything, do you know anything about the city? My first reaction is just blue back kitchen and some guy shooting hats out of the air with a shotgun. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I, so I've actually been twice. One was before COVID. One was re- recently. Mm-hmm. Um, the cheese curds. I don't know if that's a Wisconsin thing, but I had never heard of them before I went up there. So that is good. Miller Lights brewed up there, right? That's mm-hmm. that's another yep. thing. Yep. Um, fish fry. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Friday fresh fish fry. I Any didn't know kind that of meat raffle is big in the Midwest. So <laughs> those are probably the three things I would say. Yeah. yeah, I would say just like stereotypical Wisconsin stuff, you know, like deer hunting, uh, you know, bars and churches on every street, you know, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, you guys are all on point. Uh, I, I will end this brief uh, QOTD session by asking one follow up question. Do any of you know what a proper Wisconsin beer emergency refers to? <laughs> Is it just running out of beer? <laughs> I mean, you're on the right track, but it's a little more specific than that. Running out of beer on a Sunday when all the liquor stores are closed? Getting warmer, but okay. they're not closed on Sundays, so no. Nice, gotta love that. I I, I have no idea. I I don't know. Is it a different day of the week? Is that the only issue? No, they're open every day of the week. Oh, is okay. it when you drink all your beer and the liquor store like is closed and hasn't opened up yet for the following day? So basically, and I <laughs> I told Harrison about this while he was here, but um, in Milwaukee and some other parts of Wisconsin. I had to look this up because it, it turns out it's not the whole state. It kind of like depends on the jurisdiction, but for the most part, the surrounding Milwaukee area um, does not sell beer and liquor after 9 PM, like period. Oh. Uh, so if you don't get like your beer before 9 PM and then it's so basically a beer emergency refers to it's eight fifty nine PM and you realize you don't have any beer. 
but the beer emergency really isn't even a beer emergency because all it means is you're going out because the only place you're going to the bar. You're going to the bar to get beer. Exactly. So. Yeah. Nick, you got really warm there. It sounds like you almost, you know, have like your own personal type of beer emergency in Maryland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. All righty. Let's get to the league news. Nick, drive the bus. Sure. Uh, Let's go ahead and get started with the Tim Stutzla, Brendan Gallagher situation. Uh, First thing I, you know, that comes to mind when I think of Tim Stutzla is Harry, what did you call him that one time? Like Jeff something? Uh, yeah. G- I can't remember. Well, in the I, league, I called him Jimmy Stutzla. I think something. they yeah. call him. I'm pretty sure they call his him nickname Jimmy. is Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, that's that's a great throwback. If you haven't listened to that episode to the first time, I think we the three of us ever recorded live uh, in my basement. But uh, so little <laughs> dust up here between these guys following a hit on uh, uh, Stutzla by Nick Suzuki. Uh, Gallagher following the game basically called him out saying that uh, he was flopping, embellishing the injury because he was laying on the ice following the hit. Uh, Stutzla didn't really bite on the comments at all. Kind of dismissed him, was like, I'm not going to really touch this. Mac, what did you think? I mean, this was was definitely one that a lot of people were on opposite sides of the fence of. Yeah, all of hockey Twitter is up in arms about this one for sure. Um, It's a weird one. When I first heard Gallagher's comments, I was kind of like, yeah, like get him. I hate when people dive, you know, like uh, nobody likes like somebody that's just going to be a softy like that, you know, somebody like a Sidney Crosby type or something like that. Evgeny Malkin, Brian Russ. Right, right. (laughs) Chris Letang. Um, Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, don't get me started there. Uh, but you know, Tyler I mean, Kennedy. Like... <laughs> shut up, future guest. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, you're hearing this and you're like, yeah. And, and specifically Gallagher talked about like his coach had a thing where it was like, if you're laying on the ice and the, and the trainer or the coach has to come out and get you like, you better be fucking hurt. You know, you're not going to do that just to like get a whistle. Like you get up and you get off the ice unless like you really need some help, which I kind of agree with. Um, now I'm also seeing everybody on Twitter say like, oh, this sucks so much that like a washed up, like kind of shitty dude. I mean, Gallagher doesn't have the best rap for being like a great dude. He gets he's a, a rat. Of- yeah, basically. So, you know, people are basically saying like, oh, this sucks that like this shit bag of a player called out like one of the young, talented guys. And now it's probably going to affect like his like play or whatever. But, like, honestly, I don't know. I don't really feel that bad for the guy. First of all, he's young. Like, young guys take shit in the league. And second of all, just how about don't dive, my man? Like, just play the game. I, I've seen it, too. And and apparently he's not – like, Gallagher's not the only one that's called him out, too. This is just the one that's, like, getting the most press because it's the most recent. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Ryan Hartman and Evander Kane. We had a little dust up with them uh, following their game last week. They get separated. I think both guys were tossed or it was towards the end of the game. So they just tossed them anyways. Um, Hartman flips off Kane, gives him a nice little, how are you doing? Thanks for coming. Keep the change as they're getting uh, taken off the ice. And he got fined for it. You know, uh, the NHL is pretty, you know, open and shut. Like, yeah, you flip people off, you know, you'll get fined. I mean, this isn't the NBA where you do it four times in a game and tell in a game and tell someone to suck your dick on the way out. And then they just, you know, give you a slap on the wrist, but um, it's a real sports league that'll actually find you for it. Uh, anyways, we all know the history with Evander Kane. He's got some little, you know, issues with his ex-wife. Uh, anyways, she decided to Venmo Ryan Hartman money to help pay for the fine. What did you guys think of that? 
think it was like $200 too. I remember it was like, it was definitely three digits, like 100, 200 dollars, something like that. Like, come on, put another zero on there. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. What the divorce filing didn't get enough. You know? Seriously. Um, it was what do you think, Matt? I think that, uh, I don't know. I, I don't love like the whole Anna Kane, Evander Kane situation. I don't love taking a side because I feel like both of them are in the wrong for many reasons. Yeah. Um, but in general, I do love what kind of was sparked out of this that that happened with Ryan Hartman. Nick, if you want to read on the rest of that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as soon as she posted that she Venmoed Ryan Hartman and I guess circulated his Venmo name, uh, tons of wild fans just started sending him money left and right. Uh, <laughs> and he ended up saying like, I'm going to pay the fine, but like everything that you guys have sent me, like I'm going to donate. So I think they, uh, they donated it to children's Minnesota ended up donating like four grand and change. So it's like 20 grand that he ended up giving to this foundation. So something good comes out of something Mac, like you said, that's not so good. So great to see that. Great move. And it just kind of shows you like how crazy the internet is and what kind of world we live in. You know, a guy flips someone off and one thing goes on Twitter it turns into 20 grand going to a children's hospital. It's just kind of wild. I will say it's been very interesting to watch Evander Kane this year and how well he's done, honestly, as far as yeah. offensive output. And um, there's been some rumors circling whether or not the Oilers are actually thinking about extending him this summer. So it'll be interesting to follow that as well. But he definitely got a little hot-headed the other day. So Very true. Uh, moving on two longtime Philadelphia Flyers trainers are suing the club. Uh, Jim McCrossin, who is 64 years old, he has been with the team since 2000, as well as assistant athletic trainer Sal Rafa, who's 42 and has been with the team since 2004. Both were diagnosed with nearly identical and incurable blood diseases a few months apart from each other this past spring and summer. Uh, unfortunately, McCrossin's diagnosis is terminal. So something that you never want to hear. Uh, and these two are alleging that they contracted said illnesses due to specific cancer causing carcinogens that comes from Zambonis. I'm assuming with the exhaust that comes from the Zambonis. Exactly. So their training offices are directly next to the Zamboni room. And I think that's where the brunt of the lawsuit is coming from. It was basically they said something about citing like poor ventilation system in that room or something like that, where they just they basically those fumes were going like right into that room. And being that they've been with the club for uh, about 20 years now, it's like prolonged exposure to that kind of shit is going to cause some serious damage and clearly has. This isn't the first time we've heard about Zamboni emissions causing some type of issue. I know that. I think it was like 2017 or 2018. There was a D3 ACHA team where the players were reporting like they had players like fainting in the locker room yep. and they like weren't practicing and shit. I can't remember what was that going on. That rings a bell. I, I remember something like that for sure. No, I this is. I can't name the exact school, but this is not the first time we've heard some type of like health problem arising out of this. No, uh, I mean, it's, it's any car exhaust. I mean, it's yeah. you, you have to watch out for that stuff. I think it's more prevalent with Zambonis because you have a lot of chemicals and stuff that are being mixed and heated and frozen in there. And just the way that they react with each other, I'm assuming, is what causes this. Yeah, I mean, this is just terrible news. And honestly, the only good thing I feel like that could possibly come out of this is hopefully all the other NHL teams take a serious look at what's going on with their Zambonis and make damn sure that they're not causing any problems to anybody on their staff. So NHL partners with Roomba. 
There you go. Just there saying. You, you should be business development manager. I should. I've got better ideas than their marketing team. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> moving on, uh, Hobie Baker winner Dryden McKay has accepted a six-month period of ineligibility for an anti-doping violation. So McKay tested positive for ostranine. I think I said that right. Don't really know something. I don't really know. It was weird. I tried really hard figuring out what this like meant when I read all the like legal language around it. And I had to just look in the comments to see somebody finally explain it. That basically what I took away from it is that he was taking some sort of dietary supplement. The supplement was like tainted or something like was contaminated with whatever this illegal chemical is. And it was an accident and they found like the slightest amount in his like test. Um, I don't know if, how true this is, but somebody compared it to like a grain of salt in the swimming pool is like roughly how much it was. Um, and I guess if he was something also said that if he wasn't able to prove that it was an accident, he could have faced up to like two years of ineligibility and like removal of any like awards and like, prizes and shit like that so it's good that he was able to prove that and i think he just accepted the six month thing because he was like whatever that's basically just the off season anyway so let's just get this over with and like Mm -hmm. but it is kind of stupid a lot of people are saying like why should you be punished in the first place for something that was clearly an accident on like the supplier's side right right well, I'm glad you summed that up because I saw that um, McKay published, you know, like a screenshot of his notes app on his Instagram. It's probably like three or four uh, pages. And I just didn't have the brain capacity at lunch to read all that. So I'm glad you summed it up for me. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what he said. I didn't see that, but I'll have to take a look at that later. I've been uh, I've been yeah. on a big kick on energy drinks lately. I would bet money there's some type of osterine flowing through my blood right now. So Absolutely. for whatever that's worth. Yeah. <laughs> Pounding those A-shocks. Dude, they're great. Can we Go please nine, get sponsored? Baby. That's what I'm oh, talking about. They're phenomenal. I, they, they taste great. They say it's pure energy. I don't know if that's yeah, true or not, but we got to get sugar. you one of his uh, A Shock shirts. They are fantastic. We need to get an A Shock sponsorship. That would be nice. So Chase, if you're listening, which you're not, hook it up. Uh, this just reminded me of the Nate Schmidt situation with Vegas. Um, it was like something with him. I forget exactly what the substance was, but Matt, going back to your point about like a grain of salt in a swimming pool, they said the same thing about his. It was just like a tainted supplement that, you know, wasn't clean for whatever reason. This is what happened. So Backstrom um, with the Olympics, same right. thing. Right. I also like, you know, do we need to maybe like change the, like the margin of error here because like a grain of salt in a swimming pool and it's still testing positive is i'll tell you what there's a lot of guys over the years in all sports that have had to go through hell just to get like proven that this was like a misunderstanding you mentioned backstrom schmidt we're talking about mckay just this year former orioles catcher manny pina who got signed with the brewers same deal and he's actually facing i think like hunter 90 day suspension or something like that 90 games something like that and that was because he was trying to uh start a family with his kids and his doctor like or with his wife his doctor prescribed some kind of medication to like help with that and it apparently had something that was a no-no in it that's brutal yeah that's rough one yep honestly like how is this not on the team doctors 
That too. It's, I mean, there's a lot of people that it seems like should get punished before the, the player. Like it's, I mean, they have so much on their mind. You really expect them to do the research other than just to listen to the guy that they pay to do the research. Like, I don't also, know. it's like, you know, Hey, my player is taking this. It's like, don't you think you were the one that told him to take that? Mm, yeah. There's a chance of that. I, I hear what you're saying. I think we've covered our basis on this one. Yeah. Uh, reliable sources say that Mark Andre Fleury will play at least one more season in the NHL. Harry, is he coming home to Pittsburgh? Um, I don't know. I read, I actually read per Michael Russo that there's interest in the wild bringing him back. So it sounds like it, there's a chance it could be many and it's not a slam dunk. He comes back to Pittsburgh. I think it'll depend a lot on what both of those teams do this postseason for sure. However, I will say if the Penguins have trouble with Jari again this seat like this postseason, like if they're another first round exit or even a second round exit and it's like mostly because Jari didn't look right or something, I would not be surprised to see them do everything in their power to try to bring him back. And I would totally see him like wanting to retire as a penguin. I feel like that would totally yeah. match up with like what he wants to do. So I don't he'll, want to he'll definitely it, like if he doesn't go back, he'll do the one day contract thing to retire. Something like that for probably. sure. Let's just hope Jari plays in the playoffs because we got some fish to fry here later in the episode. Okay. True. Right. Uh, the Washington Capitals are apparently going to bring back the Screaming Eagle logo to their uniforms next season. I would like to personally say that anyone that shared this post, you suck. And you were clearly just doing this for clickbait. Because they're not doing that. They're bringing it back for their reverse retro next season. Give a little eyeballs emoji there. Yeah, there was there was a lot of weird language used with this one. I, w- I was pretty sure it was just the re- the reverse retro, um, which, I mean, God, I would love to see it. I-, I wish we would change our home sweaters so bad. I think the just the normal capital shit is like, outdated now like we got to do something better than that but it that was a reverse retro if you think about it because they took the old school capital logo which was on white put it on red and yeah i think i retweeted from the eb account like the mock-up that got leaked that what it's supposed to look like it's it's black what i think people don't know is are they using the brown and blue as the accents or are they using the red and blue that you guys use now as the accents i don't know the answer to that i can't I imagine mean, black red and blue would yeah, look very good especially cuz it's navy blue but i think that a black like i think that the the color like the black capital dome jersey but with the screaming eagle on it instead of incredible sick that would be so sick i would love to see the caps wear like all black and like gold and white that'd be sweet well speaking of the capitals mac i think you got some weird geeky caps stats that you want to share with our listeners i can't believe i said that without stuttering i do yeah i was uh i drank coffee too late in the day yesterday and i didn't learn my lesson i'm doing it again right now but i was gonna um, say yeah i ended up <laughs> just could not fall asleep last night so i'm just scrolling twitter and stumbled ap- across a couple of pretty interesting ones so uh last night um with the caps uh, caps versus colorado avalanche game the caps as a as a franchise as a whole went plus one in goal differential for just the third time ever in franchise history the only other two times that we've been plus in goal differential were on the very first night of their existence back in 1974 we played the rangers on our first game ever we scored the first goal so hey we're plus one goal differential rangers tied it up we took the lead again hey we're plus one again Rangers tied it up, Rangers beat us, and we haven't 
we have not been plus in goal differential ever since that night until last night. And since we won three to two, we are currently plus one exactly, which is just wild to me. Apparently a few times, like two weeks ago, we reached zero mm-hmm. and um, everyone was like, oh shit, they're so close. But then we suffered like those blowout losses to like Carolina and Minnesota. And then everyone was like, Toronto. Oh, now we're like minus 10 again. And like, took a while to get back up to it but then there was the uh flyers blowout that helped us get a little closer so this is this is breaking my brain so when you say go, plus one goal differential like for the season like for, for the season, franchise like the entire like if you add up every capital oh. goal that we have ever had from 1974 to 2022 oh. and 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 combine that with every goal that we've ever allowed from 1974 to 2020 oh my god that's a stat I know. How do you even like go about (laughs) figuring that one out? Like, don't ask me. Not a math guy. I just think it's cool that somebody did figure that out, and that I can process. What a weird stat. Okay, now I get it. Because I was reading this, I was like, man, I must be stupid. It's a weird one for sure. It's geeky, but I I I thought it was pretty cool. Um, Yeah, it is cool. The other one, and this one, arguably maybe even cooler. um, Ovechkin scored his tenth career goal against the Avalanche last night. He now has ten or more goals against twenty-eight different NHL franchises, which is tied for most in NHL history with none other than Joe Sakic, Brendan Shanahan, and Marion Hosa. All of those players have scored ten or more goals against twenty-eight different franchises. Now, here's the kicker. OV currently has nine goals against the Arizona Coyotes uh, in his entire career, and the Caps face the Yotes this Friday. If he scores one goal, he would take lead of that stat and would now and then would have 29 different franchises that he scored 10 or more wow. against. where how many does he have against vegas because i feel like he can't be that far behind because you think you think about the cup question. final and then everything well, else I, I don't think that playoffs count though i was gonna say i'm pretty sure it's probably regular season only so we only play them a handful of times like we've Twice. only played them what four times ever in the regular season or maybe something like that yeah and he probably only has i don't know two or True. three do you do you like think that. he's aware of this stat and the odd that he could set a record Friday? I'll tell you what. This guy sets a new random fucking record every single <laughs> night. I don't know how he can keep track of all of them. I'm sure some people, I'm sure some reporters or like some friends have like mentioned some to him or whatever. And he probably was like, oh, huh, that's interesting. But I, I doubt he like is acutely aware of it. He probably has some idea, but. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Pretty yeah. cool. Speaking of the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, they lost to the Devils last night, Monday, three to two on home ice in what likely ended their playoff hopes for this season. They now, as a result of that loss, have a 21% chance to make the playoffs with five games left to play. What are your thoughts on VGK? Well, I'll tell you what. When I saw that they lost in regulation and that Vancouver won, I thought the same thing, like, oh, they're toast. But then I looked at the standings, and somehow they're they're still totally within striking distance, honestly. They're going to get in. They're like going to find a way to get Vegas? in. Here's the, thing. Here's the so. weird thing. No. If, you look, if you look at the division, Calgary is in first by a fuck ton. Then you have Edmonton, 94 points in second. They're not going to catch them. The Kings have 90 points in third and Vegas has 87. That's only three points. And they both have five games left. They, they could get in instead of LA still. 
And you look I up, think they're going to get in just solely based on the fact or, that we've been shitting on them for four still, weeks in a row. They're five points out of the wild card spot. That is a little tricky one, but they could catch LA and play the Oilers. And it's still team. a 21% chance. I don't know. So, I mean, yeah. Can you pull up? Can one of you pull up Los Angeles's final games? Because I'm looking at Golden Knights is here. Yeah, they play the you. Caps. They play the Caps the day you're listening to this. I would say the Caps will probably. They, they're that, playing I mean, well. I don't know. It's it's a season long road trip for the Caps too. By the way, thank That's you true. NHL scheduling. You can <clears> go. Listen, I know exactly. I know exactly <laughs> what you're trying to do here, and I'm not falling for it. The Caps are red hot, and they're on the road. They're the best road team in the league. I'd give the edge to the Caps. Ooh, then they have the sh- Then they okay. have the Sharks. Then they have the Stars, which I don't think they'd win against the Stars. Then the Hawks, and then the Blues. Depending on what the Blues standing is they might play their stars or sit them. So they could potentially go like two and three, three and two somewhere in there. I would that say. Dallas one is big too. Cause they're chasing yeah. them. If they're still trying to get a wild card, here's the Kings remaining schedule. This is uh, interesting. Yeah. It's Anaheim, Chicago, Anaheim, Seattle, Vancouver. LA's now, in. I know you're, I know you're telling me, okay, five non-playoff teams as of right now. However, Anaheim and LA, you never know if that's a blood rivalry. The Ducks would love, they would love nothing more than to spoil the Kings playoff hopes. Uh, Chicago, they'll probably beat them. Seattle, they'll probably beat them. But the last game of the year against Vancouver, Vancouver's still trying to make the playoffs too. They've won like six games in a row or something right now. That could be a good one. I'll tell you what, this whole West situation is crazy. I'm not counting out L.A., Nashville, Dallas, Vegas, or Vancouver. I'll tell you who's fucked. Winnipeg. They're fucked. Big time. Um, But, yeah, I'm not counting any of those other teams out. One more thing I will say about this whole Vegas situation. Did you guys happen to see Pete DeBoer's comments after the game last night? I didn't. What did he say? He threw Laner under the bus, man. Like Really? Yeah. He didn't even play, did he? No, he did. Oh, and, he did? Um, I, th- I think he did. But either way, he kind of just threw he, him on he the He might have played. He might still be hurt. We don't know. <laughs> we never know what's it. going on with that guy. Either way, he kind of threw him under the bus like as a hold. It wasn't even necessarily just about um, last night. Although he did say – somebody asked, like, what can you talk about your decision to go with Laner? So he must have played. He played. Um, and what he said was basically – he was like, well, anytime you put a goalie in, you're basically – all you're asking is for him to be better than the guy at the other end of the night. And tonight that wasn't the case at all, Uh, which is like, it's just not the thing you say, especially I don't know what you're thinking this point in the year, like with your goaltending situation, maybe don't do that. That's not the thing to say, especially with a goalie who's known for having like some like mental health problems. Like if anything, you want to hype your guy up. Right. So that was weird. He basically said Logan Thompson is the only goalie that's been here all year and like that I could rely on. And yeah. then he tried to catch himself and be like, which I know like some of that is like out of their control because Laner was out last week for like personal reasons, like something with his family, I believe. He had to like miss a few games. But yeah, DeBoer was basically just like saying that Laner and uh, Brossois have just not been reliable enough this year. Who's more likely to stay a Golden Knight, Laner or DeBoer? I don't know what Laner's term looks like. I would say who's more likely. I think Laner has a, I'd say DeBoer. I think it's too, I think it's too soon. They just brought him on like right Mm -hmm. before COVID happened, didn't they? I don't know. I think we can sum this up in one tweet that I thought was an A plus one from Greg, Greg Wyshynski. 
Good morning. The New Jersey Devils walked into Vegas and dropped the Golden Knights playoff qualification probability to 21% behind Vesna level goaltending from a 34 year old journeyman whose claim to fame was having hamburgers thrown on the ice by fans during games. <laughs> that's amazing. Gone. Perfect. That sums Drop us up. Mike. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Phenomenal. Awesome. But um, yeah, it's not looking good in Vegas. And then here's one more thing that I found also tweeted by Greg Wyshynski, which I just want to ask because right now, the Rangers are flying high. There's no problems. Igor's got two shutouts in the last four. Nobody can score on them. Kreider hits 50. The bread man is kicking his leg as high as he possibly fucking can. And in their last 12 games, they have played four of those against playoff teams. Three of them are against the Penguins, who they've beaten in the season series 3-1. to one. And one of them was against the Hurricanes. My question to you is, is the Rangers' momentum right now a little bit overhyped given their competition? I think there's a lot of teams out there right now that are being overhyped. The thing that's kind of hard to look at, though, is that stretch towards the playoffs based on like who have you played recently. I think the Rangers are always going to be overhyped. Same, you know, we'll we'll touch on this a little bit later as the Leafs, just because of the market that they play in. But, and, you know, maybe you could say their play as of late has been a little bit overhyped. I still think they're dangerous. Oh, they're dangerous, no doubt. I think, yeah, it's possible they're being a little overhyped. I uh, I will be interested to see how they close out their final five games. I don't know who they're playing off the top of my head, but it's all about momentum, right? Going into the playoffs. And the other thing is, did you peak too soon? Which, yeah, maybe the Rangers did, but I don't they're know. Po- they're- they're playing well. I know that. I mean, their goaltending is making me not want to play them. That's, all, yeah. that's what I'll say. I was gonna, truth. I was gonna bring this up again. Like, would you rather play Florida? Or would you rather play New York? I'm not gonna do that right now. Let's save that for when we're in Milwaukee and have a few beers in us and just really vent it all out about what's coming our. I don't want to play anyone. <laughs> yeah, but um, first round by. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> just curious what what your guys' thoughts were. So. um Silly of us, not to mention who our interview guest is this episode. It's Rick Rowley, our good buddy, fellow In- Leafs interview. diehard. <laughs> interview, yeah. We had that last night. Unfortunately, Matt couldn't join us. There were some scheduling conflictions. We had to make it work, but it was a great interview. That's going to be coming up here shortly. Uh, real quick before we get to that, the three stars of the week. We got Tarasenko, first star, seven goals, four assists in four games. Holy shit, that's crazy. Uh, Kevin Fiala, five goals, five assists in four games. And then third star, Mike Smith. Played two games last week and got two shutouts. Also had 69. Nice. Safe. Nice. What did I tell you guys last week? Mike Smith is the goalie for He's game back. one for, for Edmonton. There's no way. There's no question in my mind. And you know what sold it for me is that assist uh, on that. that oh, man. David overtime goal. I would honestly, I'd put it to the Edmonton D-men. I don't know if any of them could make a better breakout pass than that. Oh. Seriously. And, and my whole thing is he's just, he's, he's a sixth player basically. And he's still a good yeah, goal. Yeah. He, he has an, he has an offensive upside, which I can't believe I'm saying about a goaltender <laughs> in the NHL, but he literally has an offensive upside. Like welcome did, to empty betters. We give was he the goalie upsides. for the Yotes run to yeah. the conference final or was that Briz? I think he, no, uh, it, was, it was Smith. It was okay. Smith. It was Smith. Are you sure? Biz, Biz talks about it all the time. Hmm. Okay. Either Smart. way, it's Mike Smith game one, not Koskinen. No fucking, no fucking question about it. Easy at this point. 
All righty. I think that wraps up around the league. Um, we're going to toss off to Rick Rally, But before we do, I think Nick has a word for our sponsor. Yeah, actually, before we get to that, I want to talk about one thing real quick. Uh, I was in, I was walking to work the other day. Um, I worked downtown in Fells Point in, in Baltimore. And I was I was walking around. Um, it was a gorgeous day out. This was last week. There's a ton of people out on the water, just hanging out, looking like they were having a ton of fun, which just made me think that summer may be over, but there's still clearly a never a better time to get out on the water. Uh, so if you're looking to finance that new boat or yacht you've always dreamed of, well, you're in luck because the yacht lender is a specialist in marine finance. With partnerships with 15 different banks, he has the right lender for whatever vessel you may be in the market for. Backed by Trident Funding with over 25 years as an industry leader, the yacht lender has the expertise and know-how to finance the boat of your dreams. Don't wait. Apply today at yachtlender.com or check him out on Instagram at yachtlender to see others who have already gotten out on the water. We're going to go ahead and send it over to our boy, Rick, right now. And we are now long overdue. Ah, that didn't make sense. It's been overdue since we had this guy on our podcast <laughs> last time, and it is so good to see him. He's been all over our Instagram feeds, and I'm sure he's been all over yours. It's our pleasure to welcome back Mr. Rick Rowley. How are we doing, buddy? Hey, hey, buds, don't worry about fumble fucking the words. I'm sitting here and enjoying every minute. I'm I'm tossing some Nick Grab boys for this interview. There you go. <laughs> yeah, hey, I, I'm doing good, too, by the way, boys. We don't shame fumble fuck around here. It happens all the no, time. No, not at all. Not at all. I ha- I, on my podcast, I call it Stroke Time, boys. And I get enough of those every episode. So <laughs> <laughs> everything's good, man. It's, it's snowing here in Toronto tonight, just so you guys know. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not fucking kidding you, bro. Look at if I looked out the window, all of a sudden I saw it, man. It looked like it was going full fucking Pablo Escobar, bro, like a snowstorm, <laughs> oh you know? God, that is yeah, crazy. Yeah. I saw your Two story like an hour ago. It was just snowing sideways. That's nuts, dude. Two weeks until May, man. I tell you, it's fucking greasy, man. But whatever, boys, playoff time's coming, so I don't really give a shit, you know? Absolutely. We'll get into the Leafs talk here in a little bit. But before we do, just want to catch up. I know before we started recording, you mentioned you went to Brazil. Um, You know, you're starting to do a little more stand up comedy now again. So just catch us up on what's going on in life. That trip to Brazil looked pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were, I think the last time I interviewed you boys, I called it. I said that the Leafs are going to win and we're going to have an Edmonton (laughs) fucking second round. We were talking about that. Then I had an epic meltdown of, uh, you know, of, of the century right there. And then, yeah, like we were just locked out for so long, man. So it was pretty shitty. And then, uh, yeah, the season started uh, and then we had like half half capacity, the barn. So I was like, I was hawking beers at the at the games. And then then as I was telling you boys off air, uh, went to Brazil around Christmas time at this point full barns like everything was like back to normal they did have the mask rule but it was still like fucking full barns so they go to brazil and then within a matter of like 24 48 hours not only they start canceling games they they say no more fans at scotia scotia bank arena i was like jesus fucking christ i guess i don't have a job when i go back <laughs> so so yeah i was just, i was just in brazil man and to be honest like uh, i went there with my girl because she she is uh brazilian i met her family we went to uh, Rio de Janeiro, and I fucking prayed for the boys under Christ the Redeemer. <laughs> I, I all I prayed for was one round. I didn't even ask for a Stanley Cup final or or a win. <laughs> uh, you know, taking baby steps, and it was man, honestly, it was a time like 
uh, being Canadian, I don't like, I, I haven't really left like the country very much. I mean, I boys, I haven't even really gone to America that many times, but it's been a minute since I've been down there. So it's we'll get that changed. And, yeah. Yeah, man. I owe oh, so many friends. I want to go visit down there. You boys still in Maryland, eh? Yeah. Not too far yeah. from DC, right in Baltimore. So yeah, we could take yeah, you out. Yeah, right. Mackenzie though, he's, he's out in, uh, where's he? Mac. Mac McCain. <laughs> yeah. Mac's up in Milwaukee. So yeah, he's, he's in Wisco. Oh, fuck. Yeah. He's up in, up in Wisconsin. What a beauty. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyways, yeah. And then I came back and then, uh, we had some shit going on, like the trucker convoys. I don't know if you know right. about that, but people were getting, I mean, everyone was getting fed up boys. Like, like I understand, like, I'm not going to make this political jump on anything, but it was like, I, after a while I was like, Holy fuck, we're getting locked down again. And then, yeah, they just got back. They opened up, uh, everything. And I, and I've been like crushing the stand up, like doing a, like a lot of sets paid paid gigs i got some festival showcases and uh yeah every once in a while i went on a west coast tour and uh i ended up seeing a couple of beauties that listen to my podcast my social media and they came out to the to the show and then they just got me fucking rinsed boys like i was like walking out like full frankenstein you know yeah waddling around eh yeah yeah so it's been good and then yeah I, uh, doing, doing like wherever I can get stand up. I did a garage show in Port Perry like two weeks ago. I, okay. I was booked for a private birthday. I just did like a fucking garage show in front of uh, a bunch of beauty. So like, that was great too. And yeah. The shows like that, like the most fun, I feel like, cause you can like, just like rip the audience. Like they could give it right back. Like that kind of stuff. It's more like just hanging out. Right. Oh, one, 100% bites it. Like, Cause when you get to the comedy clubs and stuff, you're out there and you're like, you're kind of worrying like, Oh, how, like, how, how are they going to reset? Like, how's it going to go for me? But it really helps. Honestly, it helps when it's like doing kind of, how do I say this? Like, I, I don't want to say like white trash shit, but <laughs> I'm very <laughs> like say that. trailer park boy stuff. So it's like there you a go. garage show for me. Like every, when I walk into a garage, I'm like, I know I'm going to fucking light this, light this room up tonight. I go to some comedy shows. I look at the audience and, you know, if they, if it's, it's like a different crowd, I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go. Like sometimes I'll walk in, like, I'm going to fucking bomb tonight. Like I can feel it boys, you know? And then sometimes I'm like, I'm like, I can tell. So the garage shows for me, I, I don't think I've ever, I've ever ate it at a garage show before. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the last time we chatted, you were still getting the, the pot off the ground or you were thinking about it. And, and now you're full fledged doing it and you got YouTube videos going up almost daily. So how's all yeah. that going? Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, boys, I I'm sure you guys know with this, right? The key is consistency. And for anything, too. And I and, and like I've had lots of comedians kind of like help and like mentor me. And they always say, boys, it, it ain't a fucking race, it's a marathon. So sometimes you're sitting there and you're making shit and you're like, oh fuck, why am I still doing this? And a lot of it was pride for me, boys. Like I was like, oh, like my insta was like taken off and i was like i don't want to do these fucking youtube videos because no one's gonna watch them and shit uh i felt that way with my podcast too and then it was like no like you have to actually go at it so i tried to do i, I was going like i was going straight like a fucking uh video every day but sometimes i get busy so it's like i try to pump out at least like three or four a week and then you know sometimes i'll, I'll pump a video and it'll get like two thousand views i'll be like fuck yeah and then sometimes i'll do one and it's like I don't know, fucking maybe six people that probably watched yeah. it. And it's like, so that part kind of 
you know, it, it, for me, what I realized, what I wanted to do was I was like, I thought it was about the blowing up shit, but boys, you don't want to just fucking blow up because those are the people that they start following you when, when you're under something and then they don't give a shit about you next week. Like, it's like, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to build a following. I'm trying to bring people to my podcast. I'm trying to bring people to my YouTube channel. So as long as people are starting to uh, like tune in and come to other things, I'm happy. I mean, it, it comes, it definitely comes in waves though, boys. I got my fucking TikTok account uh, zooped. Oh, really? What'd you do? I I saying greasy shit on there. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad. You? There's yeah, me like, teenagers like, gyrating on that app. How is what you're I, doing any worse than that? Yeah, for real, right? Got fucking, I don't know, underage chicks shaking their teenagers. There's some Uncle Terry out there watching and whatever. But I, like you boys know, like hockey, right? Like sometimes in the, in the off season, it gets a little slow. I'm also yeah. a comedian. So it's like I'm trying to expand my 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 audience, too. I have guys that are hockey fans i have comedians too so i was doing like reaction videos and shit like that and i it was stupid like there was one that wasn't even funny i like there was a girl who fucking was shooting a shooting a little like i think it was like a cockroach inside her bathtub and i just did a reaction being like that bathroom is fucking greasy i was like i think that i think the cockroach is the cleanest thing in there like <laughs> not even voice not even the yeah. funniest fucking video like it was just right. a stupid reaction and that video stayed, and then I got fucking banned off of it, right? So just be shit like that, and then, Damn. you know, I get it. Sometimes the, the chicky poos are sitting there dancing. I do things like, I don't talk about how, they, how they're going to go crush nosebeards inside the bathroom. Like, whatever. Like, I just say what... And then it's like, I just got... I got zooped, and I, I don't remember where I was at. It was close to, like, 100K. Wow. And, yeah, but I don't know if TikTok really translates, to be honest, because I've seen people yeah. have, like hundreds of thousands of followers on tiktok and they have like fucking 300 on insta like right i do care insta is the one where i have the most amount of contacts those are like my nhl buddies the guys that i right. actually talk with none of them are on tiktok right you boys are you are you guys on tiktok we post our kind clips of. up there but we don't we don't post i mean you know how it is you post shit to go viral we're not really about that we don't yeah really, yeah, yeah. yeah we just yeah. post like our episode highlights and shit yeah, 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 right. So I was gonna say, boys, if you guys are on fucking uh TikTok, this interview's fucking Dunzos. <laughs> no, I just I, I no, you know what, boys? I, I'm just kidding. I, I was pissed. Like honestly, I'm like anything I would be that, too. It's not even the number, it was like anything that gives that gets me exposure, right? You boys right. know it's like you need you need all the fucking channels working, and then it's like and it was probably some chick with blue hair that didn't like my stuff. And <laughs> and at the end of the day, boys. It, it is yeah. what it is. So I, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to start over. I, I tried a little bit and it, and I don't know if I got shadow banned because nothing was working. I was like, fuck this boys. I'm out of here. So yeah. I'd rather work on my shit on YouTube. Uh, I, honestly, Twitter Fox. I didn't even use it until like, it's all awesome. like last year. But I was like, man, I love this shit. Like a lot of the Great. hockey guys are on there. Hockey Twitter is yeah. hysterical. Like in some of like yeah. the, the meme accounts and just like what people start getting in on, like during games, like anytime Tom Wilson does anything, Twitter is yeah. just priceless. <laughs> oh boys. I want to, I want to ask you about fucking, I saw him the other night. So I'm at the game. I thought of you boys and I'm, I'm, it was a super fan who turned into my, to my buddy. He's a huge fan of my podcast, buys my merch. It was his party. I did like, uh, the garage party, right? So he said, Rick, can I bring you to game? I was like, fucking right, you can. So I'm sitting right in the one in the one hundo. So I'm like four or five rows from the ice. It's Scotiabank Arena, boys. That's 
Yeah. Like if you're doing that on your own, that's a fucking like an arm and a leg just to get out to the barn. Yeah. And I was literally uh, probably about maybe 15 feet away from Wilson, Scrap and Clifford. And he fucked them up, man. Wilson. That was a yeah. good one. Wilson got him. I, I wanted Simmer to go against Wilson. but you I know thought what? that's what was going to happen. I was calling yeah. that for two periods and it just didn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was. Yeah, I know, man. So it was like, uh, you know, you guys know that with the social, I think, you know, what the, what the most important thing is, I started realizing as long as what you're doing is like, you're actually looking forward to it. Like, honestly, yeah. boys, I was, I was looking forward to fucking chat with you guys. Today. I know Mackie's in out here tonight. I was a little, I was a little upset about that, but, but I, I get like, I get excited to do my podcast. I get excited to do the hockey books. And I didn't really feel that with TikTok, but I was just kind of like, shooting the shit so if you boys love what you're doing man then i think that's probably the most fucking important thing yeah you're everything you're saying you know for anyone who's listening who like has a a brand or some type of online presence you know you're exactly right you gotta there's times you're like ugh, this isn't going well or like yeah numbers are stagnant you just you just gotta keep going right that's the whole name of the game and jealousy it, it, unfortunately it does kind of happen, not necessarily jealousy, but I'm a comedian. So we look at other comedians. We're like, fuck, like this guy got like a hundred K and I sit there sometimes like, boy, he's like, what the fuck? Like, how do I, how do I keep this going? Eh? And I said, like, you know yeah. what, man? Like, I don't really give a fuck. Like just keep going boys. Have fun. Right. Well said. Yeah. No. And like, you know, like you said, you don't want to just blow up. You want people to follow who you are. And a lot of times I yeah. personally think like, if I listen to something you say, I'm going to actually tell my friends like, Hey, this guy, Rick Rowley's funny as shit. You got to go follow yeah. him. That's what you want. Right. You don't necessarily just want to blow it all up. No. All at once. And, and, and I think a lot of people want that because it's, it's it, for them, it's exciting. Right. It's the whole like clout thing. Like I went, but the thing is, you know, so all those people, if they do like a video, they blow up for fuck. I don't know. Let's say like in Canada, we got people doing like just Canadian shit. And then you'll blow up on a video. Like you take like a fucking, like a skate and all of a sudden you're fucking cutting a stuff. I've seen like a million yeah. videos of that. No offense yeah. or anything to the guys do it, but that person's known as the guy who did that video. But if they're remembering your actual fucking name, they're like Rick rally. I noticed that more with me where people are saying to me, they're saying Rick rally to me. So it's like, you know, my actual name. And to me, that's right. more important because you don't want to just be the guy who's known as doing that. Well, maybe you do want that, but if you want to build the following, it's important to have, like kind of the intimacy, like I don't mean fucking like finger banging anybody. I mean like <laughs> people knowing, knowing who you are and shit like that. They're buying your merch and all that stuff. And so I want like I want like beauty, like like super fans, like guys that are yeah. that are excited yeah. to listen to my shit. So yeah, boys, like, but but I seen you guys have been getting some pretty fucking sick guests on there. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, you cool. guys. You, you guys away. gave Fukali Fukali a little bump, eh? Yeah, that's our, that, that's our guy. He he thinks we're nuts. He uh he DM'd us last week because the cat when you guys beat the Caps, we tweeted the only guy who can save the Capitals, and it was a picture of him. And he DM'd us. He didn't. I, I noticed how he didn't like favorite it or retweet it, but he DM'd us. He was like, "You guys are nuts." <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, man. He, like he's also probably like if he played with the team and shit like that, he probably didn't want to like. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. But but. I, so I noticed that when I was, because I get posted on the Mission Curfew, and, and a lot of people now they'll be like, oh, like Mission Curfew, because they see me there with mm-hmm. like, and I was like on their pod, which is really cool. Like Shane and Scotty, they've been really good, and they've been giving like airtime, and their their producer Mark really loves me, so he, he posts me a lot. That's awesome. But yeah, yeah, no, it's it's fucking sick, right? But like, um, I get rinsed 
like a lot on there too sometimes by like random people who like who like don't know me and shit like that and in fact i did a, a leafs video which i know we're going to talk about the boys in a bit but like i chirped the, the the tarps because to me and i spoke about this in my podcast releasing a hockey like a, a bieber jersey or whatever this close to the playoffs it is insane to me like it's yep. like full, yeah folk like we don't even and I, I don't understand this Beaver kid. I don't know where the fuck he was when the team was dog shit. I never saw him at a game ever. This guy he wasn't was probably, born yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. So he hops on board the train when it was just like what, what Drake did with the Raptors. Like, yeah. I, like, and it's like he was probably just sitting there. He's like, you know what? I should just like make a Leafs jersey, and then we just fucking just ate that shit all up. <laughs> and I and I posted it on their thing, and I got rinsed by Leafs fans too. And yeah. I, some of them probably don't know that I'm a, I'm a diehard Leafs fan. But you know what? I checked on there and I saw fucking National Leaguers liking what I said. There you go. There you was, go. Yeah. Yeah. Like I saw Lucic and a few other guys. Oh, like, yeah. yeah you, you, everyone knows about the Leafs, okay? Like even the fucking yeah. players in the show, they know that that was a, like, I'm sorry, but like a douchebag thing. I, okay, I'll admit like the guy is, he's, he's you know. He's, he's cool, cool, dude. He's the yeah, man. Yeah. It's, what are you going to do? He, he is fucking cool. I just don't like. I just don't like this whole like relationship, like shit, like get off the, pe- whatever the saying is. I don't know. It gets me furious talking about it. You're either with the team or you're, don't do this half-ass shit where you hop in every once in a while. So that people start talking about you fucking, if you want to be the next general manager, well then, you know, like work your way up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it, you don't like that him and Austin are always together. eh? I just, I, I just think it's, it's, it, it's the whole, for me, it's the whole Toronto thing. Like you guys know that it's, it's different playing in Toronto, right? Like, it's like, I think it's the media in the city that fucks his team up. And I think Bieber kind of adds to that because he's like this pop star and like, man, like to be honest, like if I was hanging out with hockey players, I'd get like residual kills by hanging out with them. But for, <laughs> for, it's the other way around. If fucking oh Austin yeah. Hanging with Bieber, like there's, he's not competing yeah. with Justin Bieber. So it's like, I feel like these guys, like, I feel like he's like, I, I've said this on the curfew podcast. I feel like he's a bad influence almost. Cause these kids are trying to be like fucking like rock stars and shit yeah. like that. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. I don't, I just don't like, like, I would say it's, it's cool to hang out in the off season and shit like that, but don't show up to the game and go inside the locker room during the regular season. Maybe it's just me. Like, I don't know. No, I think no, a lot got- of people like see yeah. it as a distraction. I mean, you can always make the argument there. I mean, you, you go back to like the Miami Hurricanes football days and the USC Trojans football days where they had like Snoop Dogg in the locker room and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I think you have like a, a good like old school, but not like too much of like, hey, boomer type opinion there. I, I agree. Yeah, with you. I get it. It is a, little bit it's of a, it's a fine line. And I know it's it's a special privilege to play in the show and you and you, you got to enjoy it. Right. Like I can only assume if I was ever a national league, I'd be like, man, this is the t- like the time of my life, I'm going to remember this shit, you know, but it's like, come on, like, you yeah. know, like it's like these guys and they leave, they leave their playoff rounds in the past and there no marks on their face and shit like that. And it's like, I don't know. I just, it's, it, it just bothers me a little bit. I like to see, that's why I liked, like, I didn't like seeing Austin Matthews get suspended. I didn't like seeing his fucking lip. Like remember when he got rammed yeah. into the goalpost, but it was like, I like seeing the boys with like a little bit of like, like, a, yep. like some, some battle wounds. You know what I mean? Do you follow uh ah, shit. I'm going to fuck this up. It's a, a hilarious Leafs Twitter page. I think it's called 
Um, hang on. I'm going to find it on Twitter. No, no meantime, worries. No, it, there's they, lots I see on the internet uh, anyway, so I probably would would follow like some of them. Yeah. I Hang thought on. that was Matthew's best press conference was after he hit the post. And then the, yeah. uh, the reporter goes, why'd you do that? He's like, oh, I just wanted to take a bite out of the post, dude. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Great, great do question. You- great question. <laughs> what a do moron. You- but these, but these, that's the problem too, with these uh, media guys too. It's like, they're, they're like, they're, they want, to know everything like what austin matthews like fucking shit looks like in the morning i, it's like, I believe it yeah <laughs> like let the boys play like i would i would try to like pay whatever fine it is possible to like not have the media in the fucking room as much and shit like that but we just like i don't know maybe we were locked down too but these guys have all they do is they always just talk about like fucking paul martin or mitch's dad and stuff like that and it's like boys like Settle yeah. down a little bit, eh? Like, give your balls a tug. <laughs> so the the Twitter page is called uh, the handle is the Oak Leafs, but the, oh, the name the name that they have is Active Stick. You'll see it okay. right there. I don't they know if I've seen that one. I'll check it out. Fucking hilarious! But the reason I bring this up is relating back to what you said about Austin. You know, with the cross check and the sussy, yeah. right? Like this guy, the Oak Leafs. Um, Last year in the playoffs, when you guys played the Habs and Austin got jerked around on the horse collar, yeah. he was like smiling, right? This guy and all of his followers were filleting Austin for that. They're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you get back up, you punch him in the yeah. face, like, don't just laugh. Yeah. Now you see it the other way, and Austin's starting to come back, throw some cross checks. Obviously, you don't want the sussy, but I say yeah. all this to kind of lead into the Leafs discussion. It feels a little different. I hate. In a good way. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to tickle your balls, but it feels no. different. No, I know, I know, and I, I worry about that too, man. Uh, I just finished my own my own pod, and they're one of the hottest teams in the NHL right now. 10, 10 one and one. So Florida's won ten in a row. Yep. The Avalanche nine in a row. The Leafs ten one and one. So and the Blues, they're they're fucking hotter than a witch's tit. But the thing <laughs> is, boys, is that is that. What I like, what I like about this year's team more is that you're seeing the star players take more accountability and more pushback with these with these situations. The, the beginning of the year looked absolutely atrocious. It was like we had the the fucking the ghosts of Game Seven like haunting us for like the first like, and then Marner's like he's been putting almost like a two point a game performance. Austin's like literally. Like, I, I've even said this before. I don't even know if he – like, he looks at this and he's like, this is my team. Like, I yeah. like I don't know, like, John anymore, like, what the what the discussion is there, but I don't think he looks at John as, like, a leader. He's like, motherfucker, this is my team. And you want – you know, you yeah. don't want an animosity among the players, but you want guys to take uh, accountability. So I see that a little more. Um, I still wish, though, that they, that they had, like, a little more size up front. Like – Problem is, is that a lot of their like tough guys that do stand up them, they're they're all like fringe NHLers now. Like it's like like mm-hmm. I, I love Wayne Simmons, but like the argument can be made like he might not like he shouldn't be playing yeah. anymore. Like he, on 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 some teams, Nick Ritchie, it didn't work out because the guy's like fucking way too slow. But I would have loved to like at a cheaper price have a guy like him in our top six, like guys that can mix it up. So I can see why people would say that, say that point for sure. But I think Leafs fans all know that like nothing means anything until they actually fucking win around here. 
Yeah. So, and, and I said this, like I've said this too, man, as much as we have a mental fuck, I, I feel like last year there was probably a lot of pressure because it was like, it was so much like we should, we should win this. We should win this fucking division because of how good we right. are. Now where I see this one is like, we might have to play Tampa Bay. It's probably going to have to be the lightning probably. that we play in yeah. the first round. So you don't think the guys on the other end are looking a little bit like, do we want to be the team that loses to the fucking Toronto Maple Leafs? Yes. And have to, and ruin the three Pete. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah. And they've got the goalie who, you know, shuts out every closing game in the series. Right. I agree with you. I think the pressure would be on the bolts in that situation. Yeah. Cause like, cause, and, and we've actually played really well against playoff teams this year for some odd reason we've dropped three to the sabers and shit like that the Habs got our number this year so we we do okay against you know compete really well against lightning i would still be afraid to play the panthers though like i don't know man they're yeah. like scoring at there's no easy goals. team in the east i mean they're all no. you know honestly no, even, the, e- the easy team is the caps well and, and you know i want to say that too but like you know what like you can't also like fucking rule out the caps too either because of like the you know like the the leadership like ov and shit like that although like they didn't really they did fuck all at the trade deadline eh? they didn't do anything yeah they didn't really do much i mean they couldn't really do much they've been up against the cap for like three years now yeah yeah so so i don't know like i think it's wide open you could see it um, you, you could see some surprises and I don't want to say the caps are like, but I would say that they, that's the team that sticks out as a team. That's like, I, they're going to have a hard time beating like any of those, any of those teams, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just, uh, what, what I like about it is I love how much initiative our star players have taken and they're not really taking nights off. Like, it, like it was happening last year. And I, and I do like that. I also worry about the goaltending too. Mm-hmm. No, no disrespect. Yeah, no disrespect to Jack, um, but again, he got the whole like, like treatment when he first came. He was like our savior and stuff like that. And then everyone realized, well, when you're starting Tendy in Toronto, it's it's very very difficult to have. Like, I think if you're a Tendy with like a nine ten save percentage and like a two point seven goals against average in toronto you deserve to be up for the vajna like <laughs> it's true though eh? like look at look at freddie anderson like his numbers weren't great last year like he was yeah. I, I think he was just barely a 900 save percentage and yep. then look what happened when he went to a team with an actual fucking decor like in carolina right so it's like yeah i don't know man like it's it's, it's the pressure there and and again i anything anything could happen what i will say is that i think they got the pressure will be on the lightning and I think less pressure on the Leafs because everyone knows how stacked, how stacked the East is. Would you say it's fair to say Austin is MVP? And I'm assuming the answer is yes. So I'll take it one further. Should he be the unanimous MVP? Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one. I think 100% that it, it, it is Austin this year. Um, so and unanimously, and anonymously, fuck. I'm having stroke time on that word. Unanimously, almost unanimous, forgetting there. Okay. <laughs> Take a swing. But yeah, yeah. I took a swing. Um it well, you know, it, it depends. It depends how, how do you answer that? Because I, I, I don't know if I like the way the heart goes, anyways. Like I almost think it should be every year 
maybe a forward, a defenseman, and a goalie, and then maybe four finalists, and then you could put like a fucking wild card, like wherever. I, I like that. Yeah, that's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, well, yeah. I just think my my only reason for that is because I I think that especially with the way that like man scoring's up this year. It's like the eighties almost. Like it's nuts. with that. Yeah, with like f- how many hundred point guys do we got? So you can't. It's hard to say. Right. But if you take a defenseman there and be like, okay, well, how would, how would the Preds have been with, without Roman Yossi or like Chesterkin right. in, in New York? So, but I don't like the idea of just giving it to like McJesus or Dry all the time because you, you have to see how like the team doesn't, doesn't really like they have the same problem as the Leafs. Right. So I, I guess the, the long winded answer is I don't know if it's an, Anonymous, unanimous, <laughs> anonymous. Strike two, Fuck. Rick. Come on, <laughs> strike two. Fuck, boys. Baseball season started, eh? Oh, there you go. Um, but, but, but I would say that he, for sure, in my opinion, deserves it. But I don't think it's a clear, it's a, it's a clear race because he just is too much talent now. You know, what do you, what do you think? I think like with um. I think you make a great point. And we actually talked about this a couple of weeks ago on our show. You know, the difference between most valuable and best player. Yeah, you know, those aren't the, the same thing all the time. And then like yeah. you make a great point when you're talking about uh, Connor and Leon, it's like you see this trend where whoever wins the Art Ross or Rocket Richard tends to end up with the Hart Trophy just by default because it's a goal scoring yeah. league. So yeah. I think something in there could be used to differentiate between the two. And we like go- we like goals, right? So it's like everyone's going to be sitting there and being like, but I mean, the truth is. This guy's scoring at, I mean, he hasn't scored in, I think, like three games now. He was injured uh, last night, so he, he might have dipped off, but he's scoring at a, at a fucking OV rate at 65, 60, when he had 65 tucks. And in fact, if he didn't get that sussy against Darlene, which yep. I, I was a little salty about, it was a dangerous hit, but still, like, it's like, anyways, um, he could have he could have been up up towards seventy talks and and we love this like everyone wants to see goals and you know that 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 would have been unreal. So in a situation like that, if you're doing something that like outstanding, like when I see when I see hard, I see people doing shit that hasn't been done in like fucking fifteen years. Like, right. Yeah. Like like Connor was like average almost two points a game last year, and that's insane. And now watching this ridiculous. Year, yeah, it was like a goal a game. So I think I think that would be probably the separating point, but it's nothing set in stone. And I think they should they should like consider the playoffs too, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. All right, I'm gonna put you on the hot seat real quick. Okay. I'm gonna do we're gonna play a little game. If the playoffs started today, I'm gonna give you the matchup and you're gonna say the team that wins. You don't need to explain yourself, you just give the team and we'll okay. rock and roll. If they if it started today. We got first up Florida, Washington. Florida, sorry, boys. <laughs> Easy one. Next. Uh, Carolina, Boston. Carolina. Pittsburgh, New York. Pitt. Yeah. Okay. And then Toronto, Tampa. Uh, let's go, boys. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, what do you got for, well, I'm not even going to ask you about Colorado because I think that's a done deal. Um, <laughs> Calgary, Dallas, Calgary, Calgary. Uh, Oilers, Los Angeles, Oilers. And this is, this is what I'm, this is going to happen. And I think it's going to be the best series in the entire NHL. We're going to have mini versus St. Louis. 
Oh, that's, that's, that's a bloodbath. First round of death right there, eh? Yeah, that's a, that is like a war. I'm so excited to see that. Uh, I want to hear your boy's opinion about that one too, but I'm going to say just because St. Louis have been one of the fucking spooky teams that you don't want to play. They've won nine in a row. They're hot right now. I'm going to go with the Blues on that one. That's a really good goalie matchup too. You've got like this unproven kid in Huso who we've seen like yeah. a ton of great stuff out of versus Flower who's done it however many thousand times now. So yeah, that one's going seven, and then it's a coin flip for me. <laughs> I think that I'm gonna. I'm, I think I'm gonna lean mini just because I feel like yeah. they've got Kaprizov, and I don't think St. Louis has someone that can match that amount of star. I like the game breaker thing, right? Like you, yeah, you, you see who's gonna change the series, right? I think Kaprizov's that guy. Mini's yeah, nasty yeah, he, too. Like down the middle, they're just gritty. Yeah, but you know what though? I was I was actually looking at the blues on um uh earlier today because I was chatting about them. And I was like, you know what's insane about this team, eh? They already got eight guys with uh 50 points. And if if uh I think it's sod and Falk, if they can go on a fucking heater right here, they can have 10 guys with 50 points. Like the amount of depth that's insane. wow. It is just, I know I've never seen anything like that. Like I think yeah. the most I'd seen was like eight, maybe. If but that. then yeah, but then Colorado too, they got like they got like five guys a point a game. And it's like it's absolutely I think the playoffs this year are gonna be much better than the playoffs were last year. Definitely. Especially because you, you had a couple of those fucking blender divisions where it was like they were just throwing shit. Like that's what was that? That South division that had like Tampa and Dallas and shit. It's like, come on, yeah. But, yeah. This is going to be the best quality of hockey. And honestly, I'll be probably sad once the first round's over because it, like, the there's going to be some heavy hitters, especially in the East. And then also, too, the amount of hockey you get, too. Because once you go to the Final Four, it's like, yeah. you know, every night. Like, there's not, sometimes there's nights off. And you're like, fuck, buds. Yeah. For, first round is the best. It's like yeah. like in America, like that's March Madness for, for us hockey fans. Like, that's just the end yeah. all be all the best two weeks of the year. Easy. Yeah, like. And the other thing I'll say, uh, too, about this year's playoffs is I think last year there was a lot of surprises, and I don't know really why that happened. But um, what I will say is that if you look at, I mean, that fucking Batman guy wants the salary cap, right? And it's like, which pisses me off, because if we didn't have a salary cap, man, we could have fucking bought it, bought a Stanley Cup probably by now. <laughs> Using using Beaver's fucking money. You're gonna have to uh, change those unis to have some pinstripes on them, and then we could put the Yankees logo right there. Too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so you you have this situation, but the cap doesn't really look like it's doing fuck all because you got the eight teams in the East, and after that, like the Islanders, like they're way behind the the. They're, the they're caps, out now. Right? Yeah, they're out. Yeah, officially. yeah, yeah. The, last night they got, and then even even in the West, I mean, mind you, you got. You got a couple of those fringe teams like Dallas and, and L.A., but it's like most of the good teams, like they're great this year. And then there's not really like there's not really a middle of a pack uh, this year. I don't find it's more like yeah, it's so top heavy. Yeah, it's very top heavy. And I think that's, you know, that's exciting too. probably, you know, even though I'm saying the first round is going to be the most exciting because the amount of games. But you I think like round two, you'll see like a like the sunshine fuck fest between uh <laughs> between florida and like tampa like who knows if they get through the the boys right yeah. so it's like you'll see really good quality hockey but i i don't think that there's going to be as many upsets this year just because of how the how well the top heavy teams are in my opinion at least so gotta ask 
We need a cup champ prediction. And after that, I want you to give a dark horse. Who's your dark horse in the playoffs? Okay. So for the for the cup, ah, fuck. I, I I think it's still I think it's gonna be a repeat of 96 with Colorado and Florida. Ooh. Love I would that. love and I think that would be the best possible playoff series. And I think Colorado finally gets over the hump. Even though Florida maybe is better, like like a little more depth on paper because these guys went all in. Like they got, they got a second round pick next year, and then that's it for like the next three drafts. But I still think that Colorado, like I think McKinnon, you're talking about game changers, right? Like I, yeah, I, I think when you're looking at the best players in the league, I think he's he's ahead of Huberdo, so he has the ability to to yeah. change us series. Dark horse, ah, oh, fuck, eh? Let me think. I'm going to say, you know what? Even though I didn't even predict for them to win a round, I think maybe the Rangers. Yeah. Ooh. Hey, I, I'm going to say it. Yeah. Like I, there's something about them. Like I, I, again, I, I, they're not like with Florida or, or like, you know, Colorado, but you get a hot goalie like Chester again, you know, you get like uh, what they have this year too, is they have like a lot of, uh, guys having career years like Kreider and shit Kreider. like that. Yeah. So, so you don't know, I got them as a dark horse. I'd love to hear your boys picks too, though. I don't know why I've got a weird feeling about the flames this year. You know, That's what's funny. One. I was just about to say, I don't, I think the flames are frauds. I don't know why I, I just, I'm not buying in. I'm not buying it. I feel <laughs> like there's that one, eh? I feel like there's a first round exit for one of the top seeds coming. And I, I feel like it's going to end up being them. I don't know. I, I don't really have an explanation. It's just I watched a couple of their games this past week. And when Markstrom's on and when Manjapani is on, that team is really, really hard to beat. And they just score like they score nice goals. Don't get me wrong. Gaudreau's having a great year. Kachuk's having a decent year. But like yeah. the rest of those guys just bang in junk yeah. all night long. And it's just old school playoff style hockey that I think you could see them getting to a period in. Who's your yeah, dark it's, horse, it's, Nick? It, it's very Daryl Sutter. Yes. Yeah. Um, wait, wait, who did, who'd you have as the dark horse? Who's your dark horse, Nick? If I had to pick one outside of the flames, uh, I don't know, maybe mini, I could like see them waking up and yeah. going deep. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. I I think for my cup prediction, I was on Carolina all year, but I, I'm not sold as of late. And they just said Freddie's hurt, right? So yeah. he's going to be out for a for a week to week. Same with Jari and the Pens. F me. Um, Fuck. I don't know. Let's see. I, I could see St. Louis getting hot, but if you made me really predict who's probably going to win the cup, I would say it's it's Florida's to lose, in my opinion. Yeah. Dark Horse. I think nobody's talking about Boston. Nobody's yeah. talking about Boston, and there yeah. you know how Boston. You know how Boston is. Trust me, I know how you know Boston is. Yeah, <laughs> they're, boys, they're they're. I hate to say, it, but they're fucking built for playoff hockey. They are. They really are. It, they're yeah. scary. That's I, to be honest. Like, I I I actually would not mind playing them this year because at this point, I'm just like, fuck, why not? Eh, maybe four times the charm, but. <laughs> Boston, Boston, they got the the good old fucking you know the bangers there too and stuff. It's good hockey for the for the Bruins. So, yeah, who knows, man? That's a good, that's a good dark horse. Last thing I want to ask you before we uh, wrap up here, I know you guys just got the score bet um, in Ontario for for sports yeah. betting. So, are you finally ready to step up to the table? 
Yeah. You know what, man? I, I, I think I'm going to start. I, I've had some, uh, I've had some offers and, and one thing kind of fell through where I wanted to do more problem I have is I don't, I don't, I don't know enough about it. We can and, teach you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll have to, uh, uh, collab with you boys a little bit. Cause I went out to a fucking, I was the type of guy to go to the casino and then like drop like fucking, uh, rent and then some, and then, uh, you know, get one of my photos taken. So they fucking banned me from the old, from the old <laughs> casino. So I tried staying away from it for a little bit and I am like, I'm super busy. Right. Because I'm like, I'm always like hawking beers and shit like that or doing comedy, but it's something now that I've seen so many people like join it where I'm just like, man, like, I, I think I have to kind of just like, you gotta you know, start, yeah. Peer yeah. pressure, right, boys? Yeah, they're making it so mainstream. I mean, the way that they're basically oh, bringing yeah. it into the buildings now—it's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you ever so, want to do a content piece on that, hit us up. We're more than happy to come on. Yeah, and are you guys with sports bet? Yeah, well, we we sports bet a lot. I mean, that's kind oh, of okay. the foundation of the of the pod. We obviously do the hockey stuff in the interviews, but. I'd say half of the podcast is related to hockey betting. So, yeah, I know that's what I think that's how you boys, uh, boys initially like start, like you were doing the interviews too, but I remember seeing you guys on Twitter and you guys had like fucking everything, yeah. everything going there. I know it's kind of crazy. Eh? So, big hockey, hockey guy here. And I don't even fucking bet, uh, bet on sports, but it's because eh, you're I, smarter than we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably. How's it, how's it going for you boys though? Would you say I still have a roof over my head? <laughs> yeah, here we go. We've, we've had a pretty good year. We um we actually, I guess I'll give a free plug right here, but we actually yeah. uh, got sponsored by a company called SharpRank, and they oh, yeah. they automatically track your bets on this app. So we signed with them uh, in November first of twenty twenty one, and I think year to date, you know, all of us are positive. Um, yeah, and we've all had pretty decent years so far. Scoring's been up, so that's helped a lot. Yeah, oh, okay. I think we're all like in all three of us are in the top 10 of that leaderboard for the NHL on that yeah. app. So. Oh, sick. Yeah. 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 I heard I heard I know the curve you guys do it right. And, they, and people do like like in game, like live betting. And oh, shit. yeah. Like, oh, God, Mac loves that so... shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> okay. where Twitter comes to life. <laughs> yeah. 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 For real. Oh, yeah. fuck. Is, is Mac okay? Mac's yeah. fine. He's just working. He, yeah. he couldn't uh, get off. He's hawking beers one. too right now. Yeah, probably. What a, be- what a beauty, man. Do you uh, so speaking of hawking beers, do you find ways to like test out your act like on the crowd while you're hawking beers? Kind of a little bit, man. It's it, it it's weird because like during the game, I, and I think I might have explained this to you already, boys, but I can't like I, you can't sell during the play, right? So I'm mostly just sitting there like fucking scouting more than anything. Somebody the other night. Like, I don't know who he was. He took a photo of me and he posted it like, or he like put it on the uh, online. Right. And it's me just sitting there. Like just, you can see it cause my fucking ass crack boys. And I got like my hand on my beer bag. I'm not even, I'm not even like paying attention to my job and I'm just walk watching the game. But, <laughs> but yeah, awesome. like I, I see people, like people more now kind of recognize me. They want to get like photos and stuff. And I haven't brought like my business cards with me or anything like that, but when I do like street interviews, which I started doing like earlier in the year and I'm going to be bringing back for the playoffs, I'll like hand out like business cards and stuff. So it's a good way to like get people be like, yo, like fucking sauce to follow, you know, like, yeah, I'm a least yeah. fan. You're a least fan. Like, let's get, let's get going. eh? But 
yeah, like it's it, it anything anything kind of helps with me too, right? Like as long as you're I'm out there, I'm always being like social. I love talking to like the fans and shit like that. So that that probably like helps me with like you know just like just like comedy and shit like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will say, out of the three of us, I am definitely the Leafs supporter, and the other two are a little bit of Leafs haters. So I'm <laughs> I'm with you. I'm rooting for you. They did us rough the other night. Don't hate on me too much. Yeah. Oh fuck, eh? <laughs> I really do think just even a series win, I think, would be huge for you guys. I think, and I think it'd be it'd be huge for like the the game too. I mean, like on like everyone like a competitive Toronto team does make the NHL more interesting Definitely. because they are the most hated team, and you know, like they could end up surprising them. And boys, let's not kid yourself. I would actually fucking get like my following would just go right out of the roof if we yeah. went on a run because I would actually like because to be honest, man, like most of my content pieces that get like most of the views are me like fucking shit on the boys and i shit on them probably more than <laughs> than than any of you boys but it's like it would help me out it would help the fucking city out and i think it would just make it more interesting because the truth is we are the most hated team we're also like probably the most well-traveled team too like if you look Definitely. at i don't know if you watched the fucking sense game the other night but it's in you it was know, a Leafs game. game it was, it was a least game yeah yeah it was crazy and, and the, they went out to fucking butt fuck Canada to go watch the Leafs. And that's, that's the type of dedication that, that we have. I don't know what it's like when the, when the Leafs play the Capitals because really. Yeah. Cause like we've got the embassies and stuff in DC. So they just spread tickets around like crazy. And then everyone comes. Fuck. eh? That must make you uh, hate us even more. So I mean, the fans are always great. So (laughs) well, some of us. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So the beauties, the beauties are the nice there you ones. Go. Right? Well, yeah, fucking I mean, right. Well, man, we uh, that's all we got on our end, or at least my end. Nick, you got anything else for our boy? No, I think um, I'm, I'm all good. It was great to catch up, buddy. We'll have to do this again soon. Yeah, boys, like, do not be strangers, man. Like, fucking message me. And one of the times I'll, I'll have to get a like, I'm doing more like guests on my pod now. I, yeah. I, I, I mostly just kind of like run it myself. And I, I guess you boys, like I've seen that you guys just do it together a lot too, but sometimes we'll do a nice little fucking switcheroo. I'll bring the empty betters on, uh, on my pod boys. For sure. Just let Amen. us know. If the yeah. Leafs, if the Leafs win a series, we're bringing you right on to get a live shotgun reaction. Oh, so. there you go. Boys, boys, it'll, it'll be, it'll be nuts. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be fucking, I'll give you guys a nice content piece of the boys win. There you go. <laughs> All right, Rick. Well, we appreciate it, man. Fuck yeah, boys. And we want to thank Rick for hopping on with us to chat some Leafs and some hockey. Always a good time to catch up with him. Just absolute hilarity for about an hour. Uh, So always good to see how he's doing. I think it's time to throw it around the league here real quick, boys. Let's talk about some injuries. Harry, what's going on with Tristan Jari? Uh, Well... Um, I believe it was in the Islanders game that we won at home last Thursday. Uh, He got ran into in, I think, the second period, stayed in the game. But afterwards, obviously, we learned that he now has a broken bone in his foot. So he didn't break his foot, but there's a broken bone in his foot. Don't ask me how that works. Um, Yeah, he's out week to week. There's rumors that he is going to miss a couple games at the start of round one. So right now it's Casey DeSmith's net. They just brought up Louis Deming, who, by the way, I'll give him credit, has been putting up some really solid numbers in the AHL. So 
I don't know. I mean, Smith has played well recently, but this is obviously not the news you want to hear. I feel like I, I trust Deming more than I trust the Smith. I was going to say, like, if things go south in game one, is Sullivan going to go to Deming for game two? Yeah, I, I think that's a real possibility. I mean, to Casey's credit, I think he's five and two in his last seven starts. So he's, he's been playing okay, but it's not, it's not the guy that you want. Um, we just lost 2 1 to Boston in our last game. And the first two goals happened in five, the first five minutes. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be so bad. And he stood on his head the rest of the game, but we just couldn't find the back of the net. The other know. rough part about this is like, let's, let's pretend for a second that Jari is ready, not 100%, but ready to go for game one. And they're like, okay, we're going to make it work. We're going to start Jari. That's going to be his first game in like yeah. three weeks or something like that. And that's yeah. not what you want. You don't want to start a goalie who hasn't played in three weeks for game one of the postseason, especially a guy who last postseason absolutely mm. had the jitters. And yes, thank you, Mac, for reminding me of my all my bad memories, especially a lot of this against the Florida Panthers. Most likely, I'm going to go out and say it. I mean, oh god, man. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I'm I'm nervous for you, dude. That's the last hot. dance is slowly becoming like the last fucking blackout sesh. Like it's just like uh, throw it all away. I wish um, there was some fucking way the Caps could get the Pens in the first round, but there's just no way. We are the team yeah. you want to play right now. We're oh, we're absolutely. just even if that didn't happen, we just own you guys this year. So okay, fuck y'all. But <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna look like Nick walking out of Blueback Kitchen on Saturday, stumbling into the playoffs. It's gonna absolutely. Be I'm gonna need a uh, golf cart to get out of there. I don't know which one of you two is driving. Wheelbarrow. <laughs> there we go. No one has to drive. Yeah. Um, speaking of goalies who are injured, Freddie Anderson for the Canes is also out week to week with a lower body injury. Not the news you want. He's been playing That's so brutal. well this year. I actually didn't hear that until right now. Wow. Yeah. He's been playing real well this year. One of the probably going to be a Vesna candidate, if I had to guess. And who uh, backs them up? Ronta. Ronta. Right? Oh, that's right. I was shitting on him yesterday, and then he beat so, the Oats. Arguably, one of, if not the better one-two punches for goaltender depth in the NHL, but definitely I mean, experience-wise, sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if you guys caught this, but the Canes played the Avs over the weekend, and Kel McCarr absolutely wrecked Jordan Stahl, who is a big dude. He's like six five, two twenty, and uh, Jordan Stahl out we don't know how long we don't know what the injury is but i'll tell you what man that colorado team after watching that game last night against the caps they are physical they are some sons of bitches to play against they're big they're fast and they will hit the fuck out of you and they will finish their checks and that's a regular season game you better believe they're going to finish twice as many as their checks in the postseason Plus Nate Mac just being a complete psycho out there. Like, you know, he he's, is, man, he he's not going to stop so come the playoffs irritable too. Like we talked about how Malkin is like irritable, but he's irritable in the way that he's going to like take a penalty against you. If you like piss him off, Nate Mac is like, Oh, if you piss him off, he's going to score a hat trick <laughs> against you. And like, like that period too. And like rock somebody on your team, but clean as day. Like, yeah. And speaking yeah. of physicality on the Avs, they don't even have Kadri in the lineup right now. I don't think. It's the right? best thing for him because he can't miss eight games come the postseason. <laughs> I guess I, I'm just bringing that up. I mean, here's a guy who is halfway through the season. We were like, is he going to be the MVP of the league? Right. He was like second in scoring. He's been out recently with injuries, but they're yeah, they're loaded. Um, roster moves. Vegas brought back Mark Stone. We already talked about Vegas enough. Just figured we'd throw that out there. 
Let's get to the gambling segment. But before we do, I think Mac has a word from our sponsor, Sharprick. Yeah, actually, before we do that, um, I was walking down the street the other day and it just popped into my head and I, I couldn't I couldn't not say it. So I just before I forget, I just wanted to remind you that this season, all of our picks are powered <laughs> by Sharprank. Sharprank created the first ever cross sport rating system, ranking betters from any sport on one leaderboard that anyone can dominate. Even you sharp rank is backed by some of the biggest names in the sports gambling world, such as bet MGM Betway and sports illustrated download the free app for iPhone and Android today. Just wanted to make sure that I reminded you guys of that in case you forgot. Thank you so much. Very nicely done. All right, let's get to the who's hot and who's not. So the who's hot, the team that will be playing and probably defeating my Pittsburgh Penguins in round one. The Florida Panthers, they are the hottest team in the NHL right now. They have won 10 straight games. They have scored, uh, I'm, I apologize, it, the number is 62. They've scored 62 goals in their last 10 games. As comparison, the Sharks have only scored 62 goals in their last 22 games, which is absolutely wild to me. Um, they have 4.19 goals per game uh, this season which is the highest in the NHL, as you could probably guess. There's no other team that has over four goals per game so far this year. Uh, and they have beat an opponent by five or more goals eight different times this season, which is the most in the NHL. They just whipped the Red Wings over the weekend. And I bet the Wings that game, of course. The Panthers. Like, what are we – what's going on? This is – like, not only are they hot, they're hot at the right time. They have the best team in the league – they got the best trade deadline acquisition. I mean, all all cylinders are full blast. That's cool and all. I knew it. I knew it was coming, and I'm going to uh, say the same thing. Uh, but it ain't playoff hockey. That's the problem. It's it's it, Agreed. I'm not that impressed because I just don't think that that's a way to win a Stanley Cup. It's cool. It's impressive. But come game one – can they outscore their problems in a best of seven series? Depends who they play for sure. If they end up facing, I don't think it could happen in round one, but if they somehow f- face the Rangers at some point with like Shesterkin, I'm not sure they can out- outscore their problems in that kind of a series. Even if they face the Caps, I've been saying all along, that's another super offensive minded team, but way more physical than they are. Arguably, maybe stronger on defense, depending on who you ask. But either way, I think that. It depends who they match up against. Uh, I don't know. High-scoring games like that just don't translate that well to the Stanley Cup playoffs, in my opinion. Yeah, I had a similar train of thought. I think, you know, there's a lot of comparisons that you can make to, like, 2008 to 2011 Washington Capitals teams here. You have a ton of firepower. You have a young and upcoming defense core. You have um, a goaltender who at times looks great, can be shaky at some times, but... Um, yeah, you have made your name this year by outscoring everyone by a lot. I saw some stat the other day. It was like, they haven't been shut out this season as a team, by the way, I think they've only scored one goal in a game once or something like that. Most of their games are in the four to six goal range, which is nuts to think about. I did see this stat. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I have some of the same questions as you, Mac, you just don't know what you're going to get and you're right. It's it's not the typical textbook playoff hockey that we're used to seeing, but who knows? Now, Bobrovsky has experience and he has 
a high ceiling. He could certainly show up and shut out the first two games and shut me the fuck up and they win in five games or something like that. But I do feel like he's a little bit of a question mark. Maybe it's just because I remember him playing in the playoffs with CBJ mostly. And obviously he didn't have as much offensive firepower in front of him then, but I don't know. I'm definitely interested to see how Bob will play in the playoffs and whether or not we'll see Spencer Knight at any point. And I'd like to correct myself. I don't know why I said this. I thought I had it wrong. They have 53 goals scored in the last 10 games, not 62. I had it on the notes and then I thought I did it wrong. And I just checked sports net stats. If you're ever wondering for cool stats, that's where you got to go. Um, moving on, the St. Louis Blues, the second hottest team in the NHL. They are 11-0-1 in their last 12 games. They're the ones who have scored 62 goals in that 12-game span. That's 5.2 goals per game over their last 12, which is pretty insane to think about. Uh, here's a really cool stat, actually. They have scored four or more goals in 12 straight games. That is the longest streak of a team scoring four or more goals in a game since the 1992 and 1993 Pittsburgh Penguins, where they scored four or more goals in 15 straight games. Not a team you would expect it to come from, too, considering how they basically won a Stanley Cup by winning games two to one. Yeah, and I I can't. So the Rick interview we did yesterday, we're recording this episode the day after. I believe Rick was telling us yesterday that the Blues have like six seven or eight guys that have above 50 points they do they've they've got depth out the ass they almost have like 10 guys with 50 points it's ridiculous yeah just in case anyone was wondering tonight against the well it'll be yesterday when you're listening but against the boston bruins for for frame of reference blues team total over three and a half is plus 105 yeah. Wow. And the bees are pretty stingy defensively, but yeah, that's a juicy price. Given they also the have Swayman and net tonight though, I think, which. So I also think it's worth for. noting, speaking of goaltenders that Jordan Bennington has won his last three games and he's only allowed six goals in that three game span. Obviously who's still kind of the man right now, but we've been questioning Jordan all year long. I think he's starting to build a little bit of momentum Here's the best part of all of this, and I don't care what anyone says, and I said this in the Rick interview. The first round of the playoffs, the best matchup, the best series is 1,000% going to be Minnesota versus St. Louis. Absolutely. Those two two teams have played each other twice in the last 10 days. Both games went to overtime. Blues won both. It's also – that. I mean, that to me has like – overtime in five of the seven games or just seven written all over it. Like it's just going to be one of those series where every single game is decided by a goal. Most of them go to OT. Uh, the biggest shame about that is one of those teams, one of those two teams is going to be eliminated after round one. They're both very good hockey teams. I would like to see Minnesota uh, win that series, but same. Yeah, I think just given the blue, like I love the blues, I always have, but given they got the cup in 19, I, I do think it's probably worth a chance for, for many to get it done. Uh, plus, with flower, I mean, obviously. At uh, what point, the, if you're Barube, do you like, do you start Huso and then you look at Bennington and go, that's another tough one? I mean, because if Bennington's playing really well, he got it done for you once. Huso's really young, doesn't have a ton of experience with this. I don't know. I don't know. To me, if I'm Baruby, there's nothing that Bennington could do right now to change how good of a year Huso has had. He it would have to be Huso just turning he gets into a game one for sure, and and you go from there. In my opinion, yeah, it's Huso's crease to lose. 
I would agree with that. Uh, the next hot team, the Washington Capitals, ugh, um, they have won seven of their last 10. Uh, this team's kind of all over the place. Like, I know they're playing really well, but that game against Toronto is just like, what the fuck? And then they go out and beat the Avalanche. It's like, I don't really understand. This the is classic is, recency bias overreaction. It's good what they've done lately, but people on Twitter are taking this way out of control. It's so weird how like Cap Twitter one night will be like, oh my God, we're we're so good. We just beat the Colorado Avalanche. That was the best game we've played all year. We're going places. And then like you compare that to how it was after the Toronto game. And it's like, remind me why we didn't get a goalie at the <laughs> deadline. This is so stupid. We suck. Like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Wait, was VV the starter for against Colorado or no? Uh, n- no, actually, Sammy. Od- oddly enough, it was Sammy. So Sammy played Toronto and sucked, and, and got then he and played- got pulled. Yeah. VV went in the Toronto game. He sucked in that game as well. They both stunk <laughs> it up against Toronto. Then they gave VV the crease against Montreal, and he played okay. There was like one soft goal, but I mean, it got- should have been like an eight to two game. Instead, it was like an eight to four game, and then. We, I don't know. I expected VV to go again against Sammy went last uh, night, Colorado. And it was Sammy. And I got to say, he played very well last night. In my opinion, it probably should have been a three to one game. I still have questions about that second goal. We challenged it for goalie interference. That's a whole thing, but whatever. For the sake of time, let's dial it down to one question. Game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Are you starting? Fuck. Kind of depends who we play. Ah, come on. Don't give me that. How many uh, how many roster moves am I allowed to make? <laughs> I'll tell you this: if it's a Metro team, I'm starting Sammy. I might be starting Sammy either way as of right now. But if it's a Metro team, I'm definitely starting Sammy. He has incredible numbers against the Metro. Believe it or not, I would say it's almost a 75 percent chance that one of them gets Game One and the other one gets Game Two. Wow, possible. Even if we win the first one, you think they go to the other guy for Game Two? I think it just depends on how that first game goes. If that's mm. like a five to six, just back and forth, you know, whoever scores last kind of thing. I will say the uh, last thing I'll say about it. Laviolette has, he seems to not really care as much who, whether we get the win or not. It seems like he's specifically looking at like, did this guy make the saves he was supposed to make? And then some. Yeah. I mean, and they do, and this is the last thing I'll say about this for the sake of time. They do kind of like, they're polar opposites in terms of goaltending style. Vanacek is very position oriented. Uh, I, I would say the thing you look out for him is maybe rebound control. And then with mm, Sammy, it's the polar opposite. Yeah, yeah, true. But, you know, Sammy's out of position 98% of the time, but he's sprawling all over the place and somehow makes the stop. Oh, he's bigger too. So very true. Uh, the next hot team, the Canucks. Max rocking a great uh, Heritage Classic hat over there, but they have won six in a row. Five of those six wins were by more than two goals. A little Canucks minus one and a half uh, tip there for you. They've outscored their opponents 32 to 11 during that span. Four of the six wins were by at least four goals, and they have points in 11 of their last 13. I think Bruce has the boys buzzing. All of a sudden, that team, like, they won't go away. They want to make the playoffs really badly, and it's it's definitely interesting what they're doing. I'm also rocking the hat tonight because I have a little bit of money on the Canucks tonight. I Ooh. like how they're playing, and I feel confident about that. I like that pick a lot, by the way. Might tell you on that. Uh, Nick, any comments on the Canucks or move on to the who's not? No, I mean, I 
think it was two weeks ago when I said, I really want them to make the playoffs and you both laughed at me like I was an asshole. So (laughs) I'll tell you what, out of all those teams that are in the hunt there, they're probably the team that I would want to root for the most, most fun hockey team out of that group besides Nashville that they're close second, maybe true. But uh, yeah, Vegas, go fuck yourself. Dallas. I don't really care. Dallas is so boring. I just want to see what Vancouver does if they win a cup. I've seen what they do when they lose, but (laughs) I want to see what they do when they win. Jeez. Uh, We'll rush through the who's not real quick. The Vegas Golden Knights, we talked about them earlier in the show. They've dropped four of their last six, including two losses to Vancouver, who is right behind them. Uh, And then the Philadelphia suits. (laughs) And then the Philadelphia Flyers have lost two in a row by a combined score of 27 to 11. They have two lawsuits, as Nick just mentioned. They've lost five in a row, I'm sorry, by a combined score of 27 to 11. They have only won two of their last 12. And that, just to reiterate, two lawsuits. Can I just point out how bad this team was at being bad this year? Like, you couldn't have done this earlier and gotten the first overall pick. Like, really? Like, you were the worst hockey team all year. Like, at least Buffalo and like Arizona (laughs) beat Colorado twice. Buffalo beat Toronto (laughs) twice in the last 10 days. Like, (laughs) Dude, you're right. It's like, it's so brutal. It's so bad. Like, no wonder they're owned by Comcast. My cable box doesn't work <laughs> half the fucking time anyway. Oh, so. my God. Sell the team. Wow. wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, that was phenomenal, right? Keith Jones might have something to say about all this. Yeah. I don't want to hear shit from Keith Jones because I've never heard a former Caps player who is so hard on the Caps as he is yeah. on national broadcasts. He hates them. You're right about that. And uh, if you're ever in for a good laugh with the Flyers, you got to follow uh, Dr. Evil Gritty on Twitter. Phenomenal <laughs> yeah, follow. Very He's good follow. Fucking great. He's so funny. Um, all right, real quick, hot players in the league. Robert Thomas of the St. Louis Blues. He's on a 13-game point streak. That is the longest longest active point streak in the NHL. And then Igor Shosturkin, his last four starts, he has 88 saves on 92 shots faced. Uh, and he's got a pair of shutouts. So what more can you really say there? And that literally ended my playoff fantasy bid. So yep. thanks. Thanks for it, that. Hey, man, it happens. Um, all right. And then the trends real quick. St. Louis Blues over has hit in five of their last six. The Flames have outscored opponents 91 to 51 in the first period this season. That plus 40 goal differential in the first period is the best in the NHL. Uh, we talk about how much the Panthers score, but – in their last five games, it's either gone under or pushed five straight games. Uh, that doesn't help when the total's always at seven, right? Because a lot of team, you know, a lot of games, it's at six. You get the five-one score, and it's a push. But I would also expect this to go down for the playoffs. So keep an eye on that. I can't imagine I'll stay at seven for a playoff game. If no. you get them around like five and a half, I can't imagine it would. But like, if you see that there, I think you have to just take mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I think we're gonna see it at a. About six most games, but time will tell. Uh, the Sabres over has hit in six of their last seven. The Caps over has hit in five of their last seven. Uh, the total has gone over in four of Winnipeg's last five. Toronto is five and one straight up in their last six and eight and one straight up in their last nine games at home. Uh, we touched on this talking about Vancouver earlier, but they're five and zero against the spread in its last five games, which is phenomenal. And San Jose is four and one against the spread in its last five games. That's probably more on the plus one and a half side of things, but just figured we'd throw that out there. Uh, 
Yeah. I mean, Robert Thomas props are a great bet. St. Louis is scoring at will right now and winning at will right now. Caps on the road. One of my favorite bets right now. They are the best road team in the NHL. And I think that's one of the points that a lot of people are overlooking them come playoff time is, yeah, you know, they've struggled and they've had issues at home, but to win a Stanley cup, you have to be able to steal games on the road. And most likely we're going to be playing on the road to start the series, which I like a lot. Same. Um, yeah, I think it, I'm, it was like a, yeah. Cause you guys, I think it's impossible the, for us to get pretty much impossible yeah. to play the Rangers either in MSG round one or in or, sunrise round one. Right. Yeah. Or there is a small chance of Carolina too. It's mm-hmm. not a, a tiny, but yeah. True. Who, by the way, out of the Panthers, the Rangers and the hurricanes, I would gladly take the hurricanes out of those three. Yeah. Maybe with the goaltending problems too, or yeah. goaltending yeah. Uh, injuries rather. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up, you fellas got anything else to add? I got one more thing. Uh, I just alluded to it. Nick uh, beat me in the semifinal of our fantasy playoff league, our uh, fantasy hockey league, rather. And um, is that the second year in a row that I've done that to you? I'm not yes. being an ass. I'm actually no. I know. I know. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, and on the other side of the bracket, Mr. Matt Curtin went down to none other than none other than uh, Nick Manella's girlfriend Ari. So now we have a championship between. Mr. Nick Manella and his girlfriend. How are things going over there? <laughs> so let me just explain the thought process here. I was like, fuck yeah, like back in the ship, gotta love that. And then I went, oh no. You can't win here, buddy. I literally cannot win here. So it's like I win, I have money. Six hundred dollars. It's like I, I know what's gonna happen after that. Or doghouse. Yeah. I lose. <laughs> And I have nothing but chirps in my ear for mm-hmm. the next year and a half. I, uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I received a text from someone who may or may not be your <laughs> opponent in this championship today seeking some advice. And oh, yeah. I, uh, I, first thing I said is, hey, he just beat me. I don't know if you want my advice because I don't know how to beat him apparently. But um, yeah, that's, I'll leave it at that. The yeah. plot thickens. I like it. So, Nick. Let's wrap up the show with this. Would you rather win or lose the championship? <laughs> oh, well, here's the thing. If I win the championship, it's really losing. If I lose the championship, it's really losing. So, yeah. Flip and the, mon- the money's probably going straight to her either way. So, yeah. Like, she's <laughs> she'd be like, So, where are we going to dinner? I'm like, We. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. By the way, it's a lot of money at stake. We were all in it for is. 50 bucks. It's like $600. Yeah. That's a lot of cafe Rio trips. I'll give you that. You yeah. Go. I, will I, say, I was going to say one like, bummer. The one bummer is that you and I couldn't have been on opposite side of the bracket and, and faced each other while you were here in Milwaukee. Because then we could have just used it to pay the bar tab, which oh, would have been man, like you're a so tenth right. of we that. We could have just split. Yeah. Wow. Dang. I didn't even think of that. Um, no, I'm sad too. Because like, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking like if I was going to be in Milwaukee when this ended, I would say if I won, we're just like we're going out that night. Like we're doing some steakhouse. We're doing something like ridiculous. Like we're just going to blow through 600 bucks, uh, you know, but before we get to the bar, it's also assuming everyone in our league is actually going to pay you 50 bucks. Good luck being, Oh, I'm going to see like, I'm going to get like 50 bucks from you. And then there's no chance in hell. If I win, Ari pays me. Yeah. (laughs) Five fifty off the bat. There you go. She'll Venmo request me. (laughs) She'll be like, all right, pay up. I put up with your stupid fantasy hockey shit all year. Pay me. (laughs) Well, fellas, I can't wait to be in Milwaukee this weekend. 
We're going to have the next episode be a banger. It's going to be a live one. We've got our intern, Jackson. We've got us three, maybe even a potential guest coming on live. It's going to be a good time. We're going to take down the town. Nick's got one last note. One last thing. Do you want to say a heartfelt best wishes to the family and friends of Mike Bossy? We were saddened by the loss of him uh, earlier this week. I would say probably outside of Ovi, the best natural goal scorer to ever grace the NHL. Absolute legend. I have a framed signed uh, photo of him in my living room in Baltimore because my mom was a diehard Isles fan growing up. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace to one of the best to ever do it. And obviously uh, thoughts, prayers, condolences to the families affected as well. So, um, all right, everybody appreciate the love and support without further ado. Class dismissed. Class dismissed.